And now on a more positive note, V'chein le'inyin ha'toyva Miriam. We'll pick up with the midah keg and midah for good. So the Gemara says, one second, midami, how can you compare those two? Hasim chadashata ha'chashiva yumi. You can compare what Miriam did, which was standing around watching the little basket, the baby Moses was in floating there for like an hour. And what we say she got in return was seven days to have the whole Jewish people wait for her. So that's not a, a tit for tat. Amra Baye. So I circled the Baye, and two lines later, directly under this, I circled Rava. Two approaches. Abaye says, Ema say, or understand the Mishnah as meaning, that when it comes to good, it's not Mida connected Mida. Rather, you get much more in return for what you put in. <clears throat> okay, that might be true, but Amrle Rava, underline Rava's name, ha, but read the words of the Mishnah precisely. It says, and also, which means that it's also a Mida connected Mida on some level. Ella. So we squiggle under the Ella, and Amar Rava circled Rava. The similarity when it comes to good for good, as opposed to what the Mishnah was previously talking about, which was bad for bad, good for good, in other words, along the same lines of what the person did is how they will get repaid. Like Miriam, she waited for baby Moses to see what would happen. The Jewish people waited for her in return. But really, the truth is, the good that we get repaid for the good that we do is much greater than the bad that we get repaid for doing bad. Now let's start in some psukim um, by uh, the baby Moses story. His sister stood far away. We're going to go uh, word by word in the pasuk and see that each one of the words connects to another phrase in Tanakh that indicates the divine presence. So the Pasuk starts, this is Shmois, Perik, Beis, Pasuk, Dalit, Vatesatsav, and she stood, Dixiv, and we have another Pasuk that says, Vayavoy Hashem, Vayisiatsav, that same verb, Yud, Sadi, Beis, in the context of Hashem. Achayusai, which I underline, that's the next word in our Pasuk, Dixiv, there's another Pasuk in Tanakh that says, Emor Lechachma, Achayusiat, Say to wisdom, which is which is Torah and godliness, you are my sister. You see the word achay, sister. Next word, meirachayk, which I underline. There's another pasuk in Tanakh that says meirachayk, Hashem nirali, from a distance, the Lord was seen to me. Again, a very godly description. Ladas, I underline with ladas. Tirsiv kikel deois Hashem, a a god of knowledge, is the all powerful master of all. Knowledge, Hashem. Ma, in the word ma, dixiv, ma shem machu. What does, here it is again, the Lord, or your uh, Lord, ask from y'all. Yeyase, in the word yeyase, which is the next word in our pasuk, dixiv, and here's a, a, a complimentary pasuk that says, kilo yaase, that word yaase, Hashem lakim, davar. And the word loy, finally, I don't the word loy, Receive, like the Pasuk says, Vayikra loy, Hashem Shalom. Okay, we see a connection between every word of our Pasuk in Shmai's chapter 2, a connection to another Pasuk that has that same word or same concept mentioned right in the context of Hashem. Now back to the story at the beginning of Sefer Shmai's. Vayakam Elachadash, a new king arose. And we know the Pasuk continues and says, who did not know Yosef. Now, 
Machlokas Ravu Shmuel. I'm going to assume in most of these cases that both of the Pshatim are true. It's just uh, the issue is going to be which one of the two approaches is more central to the reason uh, behind the story. Um, you can see that most of the time. So let's see here. Rav Ushmol, Chadu Amar, one of the two, Rav Ushmol said, Chadash Mamish, that it was actually a brand new ruler of Egypt. Vechad, and then the other word, Chad Amar, Shenis Chad, that no, it wasn't that he was new, but he had new decrees. Colon, Mandamar, Mandamar, Chadash Mamish, the one who says, no, it was a brand new king, like new person, new pharaoh, because it says Chadash, new. Umandamarai, squiggle underline the word Mandamar again, according to the opinion who says, Shinishachukzeiroisav, that it was that his decrees were new, Deloixiv. The reason why we would say that is because the Pasuk didn't say, like it usually does when the leadership goes from one ruler to another, it didn't say, Vayamas Vayimloich, that one uh, Pharaoh died, another one now uh, took over and ruled, and that would indicate that the term Chadash might not be a totally new. Pharaoh. The Pasuk continues and says, Asher Yosef, who didn't know Joseph. Now, that's ridiculous. Uh, obviously, he knew Yosef, but what does it mean that he didn't know Yosef? Explains the Gemara, to have a dummy command to Yosef. He, he made it as though, uh, Yosef, I never heard of him, don't know what you're talking about. Uh, very hard to enslave the Jewish people when Yosef had just, uh, in the recent past, essentially saved the entire country of Egypt. Period. Vayomer uh, Elamai says to his people, "This is the uh, Pharaoh. Hinei am bnei Israel. Behold, this, these, this people of the sons of Israel. Tana, if a brisa goes for two lines, who hisko be'itzatzchila? He started out with cunning plans, Pharaoh. That is lefikach lakatzchila. That's why he, in some respects, got it, got got a whooping first. Who hisko be'itzatzchila? Where do we see that?" Dixiv the Pasuk says, It was Pharaoh himself who raised the idea of the Jewish problem. Lefikach, therefore, he got smitten first. Now, this is specifically by the uh, plague of Tzfardea, where it says that the order with which um, the uh, Egyptians would experience that plague, uh, Pharaoh was told, Specifically, first, you then your people, then all of your servants. Okay, that's the end of the Tanaic source. The Pasuk in Shmois continues, Shmois Aleph, uh, Pasuk Yud, Hava nishak ma loya, I underline the word loy. What did Pharaoh say to his, uh, his, his advisors, to his uh, team of uh, strategists? Come, let us deal wisely with him. Now, lo is singular. It should have said to them. Lahem mi is what the Pasuk should have said. Amrav Chana Rav Chanina, this is what Pharaoh was saying. Come, let us outsmart or outwit the future savior of these Jewish people. Which, so to speak, approach or punishment should we judge them or afflict them with? In other words, they know that Hashem works they don't want to choose something that they'll be able to get zapped back in the same way. Which again, this is a perfect... Um, I got it that they have in the Midah Kanega Midah Sugyas. So if they suggested, if we judge the Jewish people, basically take them and throw them all into a fire, well, the problem with that is, see, there's a Pasuk in, now it's interesting, there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya, but it's, it's a, a concept in reality which was brought out 
most clearly by the prophet Isaiah, but it's a, a concept in reality which exists really from creation itself. So, Ksiv, the Pasuk brings out the concept of Kine Hashem Bo'eish Yavoy, for behold, the Lord comes with fire. So they don't want to judge Jewish people, they don't want to burn the Jewish people because then they themselves will get burned. Uksiv, another Pasuk says, Ki Bo'eish Hashem Nishpat, through uh, fire does uh, the Lord judge. Okay, so how about this? I underline Becherev. Why don't we cut them all up with swords? Becherev, use the sword. Ksiv, the problem with that is there's another Pasuk, which again, the, the concept is brought out, is kolbasar, that when Hashem comes, He comes also with a sword. So they don't want to get the Jews with a sword because they'll get a sword back. They decided, come and let's get the Jews in water. Why? Shikfar nishbash kadosh baruchu. They knew this story well, just like we do, that Hashem had already made a Shavua, that he would never again bring a Mabul, which is water, to the world. Okay. The problem was that Pharaoh as an advi- and his advisors didn't know. That's right. Water will not be brought to destroy the entire world. To have water used regarding just one nation, who maybe the Lord will bring at times if necessary. Alternatively, who he won't bring it. They, and this is actually what happened in the story, there wasn't a flood. They actually walked into the water. Um, there was no water there at the time. And uh, that was not included in the uh, original Shfu that Hashem uh, expressed to Noah. V'cheinu Oimer, similar to the Pasuk says in the story of Kriyas Yavsuf, Ubitzrayim Nasim the Gross, the Egyptians uh, uh, ran away or tried to uh, escape towards it, not away from it, but towards it. V'cheinu, this is similar to Damar Rebbe Lazar, my Dixiv. We have a Pasuk, it says a beautiful phrase, Kivadavar Sher Zadu Alehem. For in the matter that they had planned, it came back on them, which the Gemara expresses as Bekedera Shabishlu in the pot that they had intended to boil or cook something, Bon is Bashlu in that same pot where they themselves boiled. Okay, the word Zadu that we had a line ago in the Pasuk indicates apparently a pot. My Mashma Dahai Zadu, where do we ever see that that word is Elishna de Kedera, who has anything to do with a big. Uh, a pot of a, uh, of a of a chef or a uh, cook. Well, the pasuk says back in Brachas, Yaakov Nozid, that uh, Yaakov was making the porridge there. That's when Esav came back and he was hungry and they traded uh, the bechira rights for the food. So there were actually three others. We mentioned that uh, Pharaoh had discussed this uh, Jewish uh, uh, problem issue with advisors. Who were they? None other than, we numbered them, one, two, three, Bilam, Eoiv, and Yisrael, all known to us for through other uh, uh, introductions that we have to them in the Tanakh. Now, which of them gave which advice to Pharaoh? Bilam, who underlined Shiats, he uh, gave the uh, advice uh, that they should uh, basically kill them. Neherak, he himself was killed. Eoiv, she Shasak, Eoiv remained silent. He didn't say anything one way or another. Nidoin be Yisurin. We certainly know and say for Eoiv, the uh, uh, intense uh, trials and tribulations and challenges that uh, Eoiv had. And Yisrael, who uh, upon uh, hearing this issue, I underline Yisrael's name, Shabarach, he basically, he ran away. 
he uh, didn't even want to get involved in the issue, knew that it was a no win, but he actually picked up and moved away. He merited that his, his, his offspring, his children's children's children, would actually sit in the chamber of hewn stone. In other words, where the Sanhedrin sits, his, uh, we, we know his uh, daughter married Moshe, and the uh, descendants actually were members of the Sanhedrin, Shinemar. Like the Pasuk indicates in Divrei Yomim, when it says, the families of the Seifrim, the Seifrim, the scribes, which is another term for the Dayanim, or the Sanhedrin members, and it refers to them as the Yoshvei Yavetz. Uh, Yavetz is, uh, well, we'll see uh, who they are. The Tiratim, the Shimatim, the Sukasim. Hema, who are they? They're the Kinim. I underline the Kinim, like from Kana. Uh, Kena, Habay mi Hamas, come from Hamas, Avi base Rechev, Uksiv, and we know that Yisro is described as um, uh, being a Kani, Ubne Kani, who is the Chaisen Mishma, the sons of Kani, the father in law of Moshe. We know the father in law of Moshe was Yisro, Yisro therefore is referred to as the Kani, period. Okay, continues Pharaoh and says, uh, well, you know, the big problem with the Jews is that they'll fight against us and then they will leave or the Jewish uh, people will leave from the land. Now, is that such a problem? If the Jews were a problem, it's fine, let them leave. However, what he meant to say or probably should have said logically is the Jewish people are going to fight against us and then they'll chuck us out of the land. Well, the reason why Pharaoh said it that way is similar to the way when a person has to express something that really is a curse on himself, he will verbalize it in a way that it sounds like it's a curse on his friend and really what he's saying himself. So the way to understand the Pasuk is Pharaoh saying they'll fight against us. Now what he really meant is then they'll, they'll throw us, the Egyptians, out of the land. But he said it in a way that was uh, uh, verbalized differently. Uh, continues the pasuk says vayasimu alav sarimisim. I underline the word alav again. The the focus on that he keeps referring to the Jewish people who are plural entity as a singular entity. It says that he will place on him taskmasters. So the Gemara asks alayhem ibaylei. No, no, no. It should have been if it's grammatically uh, correct on them. Well, time to be Rebbe Lazar, Shimon, Malame. This teaches us sheviu malbein. Very cunning was this uh, plan that actually uh, Pharaoh himself brought a brought a brick of sorts, and he wore it around his neck. So he had them bring him a brick and he put it, made it like to a necklace. So at, at the stage where they were trying to convince the Jewish people that they should start working, uh, like in, 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 in a slave way for the Egyptians, any Jew who would say, Shamalahem, listen, I'm a little bit, a little bit finicky. I'm not really made out for physical labor. It, it would be like improper for me. Amrulo, they would respond to that person, really? Are you more finicky than Pharaoh himself? Look, Pharaoh's out there with a brick. Kama. Sare Misim refers to the taskmasters as Sare, ministers of Misim. What's Misim? As Dovershe Mesim Levenim. Something that like was placed, Levenim would be either read the Levenim or not Levenim. Pharaoh, basically, Pharaoh was himself having to carry the bricks to get the Jews sucked into this uh, type of uh, uh, mahalich. The Pasuk says, 
Again, it, it says, so as to afflict him in his backbreaking labor. Now, what do you mean him? It's a plural. We're talking about the Jewish people. Uh, it should have said, in the plural. Well, the le And again, the indication here is that the Pharaoh would be subjected by having to schlep this brick around his neck for the uh, duration of the time that uh, this was going on. Pasuk continues and says that the Jewish people built Vayivain are miskenais lefaro. What's that term? Miskenais. Cities of miskenais. Rabu Shmuel, two approaches. Colon. Chadam, or one of them says, She me saknais espalein. That it endangers those who build it. Um, basically, like through the cities, through that work, it was the Egyptians themselves who ended up having to drown in the. Uh, drowned in the Yamsuf. Vechad uh, Amar, and the other one says, She Memaskenois as Balein. Memaskenois is like a misken, is somebody who's a very uh, poor or impoverished. And it, it basically it impoverishes those who are involved with it. One of the ways that Mitzrayim was Vayinaslu uh, as Mitzrayim, that uh, Egypt was uh, uh, cleared out, and, and this is the thing that happened to them. Um, the way that Rashi, Rashi has two pshat, and Rashi explains that it basically brings a person to poverty. Um, I know Jews have made a lot of money in real estate, but the basic chazal is that to be involved in, at least in certain aspects of real estate, uh, could cause one to lose significant amounts of money. Damar mar, kol mismasken. Uh, the pasuk continues and says, "As Pitaim Vesramsis, Ravu Shmuel Chad Amar." One of them says that Pitaim Shma, the name of the city, actually was Pitaim. Velamenik Rashma. Why then is it referred to as Ramses or Ramses? She Rishain Rishain Misroises. Like uh, one by one, they would build a little bit and then it would crumble, and build a little bit and crumble. It was uh, built on a very unstable. Uh, foundational land. The Chadamar, the other one of the two, says actually the name of the city they built was called Ramzishma. Velamanikra, then why is it called also Pitaim? Well, Sharishan Rishain, oh, little by little as they were building it, P Tahoim, it got sort of sucked into the earth. By Bolo, it would be swallowed up by the the deep of the earth. Pasa continues and says, Literally, and as uh, he was afflicted, referring to the Jewish people, so too did he increase and did he spread out. That's the future tense. Now, we're talking about something that happened in the past. Why is the term used the future tense one? Chain rabu v'chein partsumi b'aylei would have been uh, more appropriate if we talked about it in the past tense. Amoresh Lakish, because what was going on in that pasuk is the more that the Jewish people were afflicted, Ruach HaKodesh Mevasram, what's going on there is it was actually a, a, a divine inspiration that informed them, in the future, don't worry Jews, the Pasuket angel says, they were like disgusted by these, these Jews, that word Vaya Kutsu, which we translated as disgusted, could be from the word kois, like a thorn. It was like a, a thorn in their eyes. Looking at the Jewish people, oh, terrible. It says uh, the Egyptians um, uh, enslave the Jewish people. What is perach? Well, with a smooth tongue. They basically 
um, got them sucked into this idea of, of working, specifically like working for the state, for Egypt, until they were able to enslave them. Pricha, pricha is like smashing, with like smashing of the physical body. Kama, vayimaru es chayem, I squiggle another the word vayimaru, and they embitter their lives with avoda kasha chaymer levenim. Amarava betzchila, originally it was chomer ulevenim, it was just uh, bricks and mortar. Ulebesayif, the pasuk continues, three words, quote, ubechol avoda basata, and all work in the field. Kama, the pasuk continues and says, es kol avoda sama, asher avdu bahem be. Farech. That's the passage that we had at the, the top line. What was so um, challenging about the labor that was given to the Jewish people at that stage? They would change. The Egyptians switched Malachas Anashim Lanashim, Malachas Nashim Laanashim. They gave the uh, men women's work and women men's work. Now, in general, you do have men that tend to be a little bit more feminine, and you have. Uh, women that tend to be more masculine and they can do the thing. But in general, there's things that men are better at and women are better at. However, the Egyptians specifically had the men do women-type things and the women do men-type things. According to the first opinion, which we had in the first line, that perach is to be indicated uh, more the smooth talking that the Egyptians did. Here for sure, the, the later part of the Pasuk, when it also uses the term perach, it's definitely backbreaking. Period. Darsha of Vira, and I double underlined the next line. The merit of the righteous women that were in that generation, that is what caused the Jewish people to be redeemed from Egypt. And here is uh, quite an extensive uh, sort of mahalik that the Jewish ladies would take in dealing with this uh, challenge. When the Jewish ladies went to go draw water, they needed water to drink. HaKadosh Baruch Hu mezamin lahem dagim tanim. Hashem made us that there were little tiny fish, sort of like maybe uh, sardines in the water. Bekadein b'shevais, and when they uh, drew up the water, they would get mechzamayim. A part of it would be water, I guess good drinking water. Mechzadagim, and the other part was actually little fishies. Ubaos v'shevtois shtekaderis. When they got home, they would put on the fire two pots. Achashel chamin, one to heat up nice hot water. Achashel dagim, and one of fish. They'd go out to the places in the sun, in the field, where their husbands were working. Now their husbands had spent the whole day working, backbreaking labor. They were just beat. They were shot. They would bathe their husbands. They would anoint their husbands, maybe with oil, help the skin get soft. They'd give their husbands to eat. They'd give their husbands to drink. And they would make themselves available to have Conjugal relations with their husbands. Now, the, the whole thing that's being done here is to put their husbands in good spirits and also to bring about the next generation of uh, what would be the Jewish people. Uh, ben Shvatayim, between the Shvatayim, which we'll say is like the, the borders of the different fields where there was a raised up area. So when they were uh, getting together as husband and wife in a conjugal way, it was done in a Tsanua fashion where no one could see. The Pasuk says, Im Tishkevun ben Shvatim, Beschar, through the merit of the Tishkevun ben Shvatim, that the Jewish ladies engaged in relations with their uh, husbands uh, between the borders there. That's what happened. Zachu, uh, the Jewish people, Yisrael, merited Lebizas Mitzrayim, to the wealth that they were able to take out of Egypt. Shneemar, like the Pasuk indicates when it says, the second half of that Pasuk in Tehillim, chapter 68, Pasuk, 
14. The wings of a dove are covered in silver. And its, uh, its limbs with, with shining or brilliant gold. Now, uh, you have a bunch of pregnant Jewish women. So uh, once they become pregnant, they'd come home. Once the time for them to give birth arrived, uh, they would actually go out into the field and give birth to their, uh, give birth there. Underneath the fruit tree, underneath the fruit tree, did I rouse you up? Sent from the Heavens up high, Misha, Menaker. There, there were no other people. It was just the these uh, uh, Jewish women. So the, uh, the, I guess the angels, whoever was sent, would clean the children, Umashbereisan, and straighten them out. Kichayezu, like a midwife, Shemisha Peres of Vlad, that usually uh, is in charge of straightening out. A lot of times, a baby's born, they're a little bit like smushed from going through the birthing canal and the uh, one of the things the midwife does is smooths out and straightens out any uh, parts of the baby that need that. Shanamar, like the puzzle in Ezekiel says, and the ones who gave birth to you when you were in birth, loy karas, Sharech, uh, your umbilical cords weren't cut. the mission in water, you were not ruchatz to bathe to uh, smooth you out. And the puzzle continues and said, basically, except for me, Hashem or the emissaries that I sent to do that. Now, Umelakitla, and he would gather uh, for them, um, for these babies, Shnei uh, Gulin, two big circular uh, things. Achas one was of Shemin of oil, Vachashel Dvash of honey, Shnemar, Vayeni Kehu Dvash Mitzela, and he uh, he nursed them, uh, honey from the rock and Shemin and oil. Vekevan She Makirin Behemnitrim, once the Egyptians realized, hey, why are all these Jewish babies going on over here? Out in the fields, boy in the they came to kill the babies. And a miracle happened. They somehow got um, uh, swallowed up or covered up in the uh, dirt. So the Egyptians had a good idea, and they brought oxen to plow up the area in these fields. Like the pasuk indicates when it says Al Gabi Harshu Harshim, they plowed the plowers like on me. After the Egyptians left the area, these little Jewish babies popped up and they were coming out like everywhere, just like the the grass of the field. Like the Pasuk says, uh, like thousands or unbelievably numerous ones like the um, like the herbage of the field have I placed you. Once these babies would grow up to... Uh, be uh, uh, young adults, boyin, adarim adarim levate, and they would come back in droves, like flocks and flocks of uh, to their houses. Shneimar, the pasuk indicates it says v'tirbi v'tigdeli v'tavai be adiadaim, and you increased me and made me bigger and brought me to adiadim altikri be adi adim ella be edre adarim, like flocks and flocks and like tons of these groups of little children. Ukujenigla kadosh baruch aliyam. Uh, when Hashem was revealed on the uh, Yamsuf incident, they were the first ones to recognize, hey, hey, this is Hashem, Shanamar, Zeh, Kelivan Vehu. We know that Zeh is actually like a, a close relationship uh, through memory with something, and it was the uh, these children who had their youth uh, 
experiencing this Shrina, who are the first ones to recognize it. Period. Back to the story in the beginning of Sefer Shmais, the king of Egypt said to the Jewish midwives, okay, who were these Jewish midwives? Rav Shmuel, I circled the name as one. Chad, I underline the word Chad, Amar Ishobita was a woman and her daughter Vichad, and the other one says it was Kala Vichamaisa. It was a uh, daughter-in-law and her mother-in-law. Mandamar, according to the opinion, says Ishobita, who were they? None other than Yochavit and Miriam. The Mandamar, and the other one who says it was a Kala Vichamaisa, who was it? It was also Yochavit, but it was her daughter-in-law, um, Aaron's wife, named uh, Elisheva. Tanya Kamanda Amar. Here we have a Brisa that the Gemara is now going to bring. Goes for about three and a half lines, like the approach that says Ishubita was a woman and her daughter. In other words, it was Miriam and Yochavit. Desanya, like we have in this Brisa, they are called Shifra and Pua. Shifra, which I underlined, is actually Yochavit, says the Brisa. Why then does the Pasuk refer to as Shifra? Well, it's more like a description of what she did. Shaperis, that same uh, root, Shin, Pei, Resh. She would Mishaperis, as of Vlad. She would straighten out the uh, babies when they were being, when they were born. Davarachir, alternatively, Shifra, from the root Pei, Resh, like to be fruitful, Sheparu, Raravu, Yisrael, Bimeim, that the Jewish people were fruitful and multiplied in her days. Kama, Pua, I underline Pua. Why was the other famous midwife called Pua? Well, it's actually Miriam, who it's referring to. Valamanek Reshma Pua. Shahisa, she used to poa. She would uh, coo or make like nice uh, baby noises to settle the children. Davar Acher, alternatively, uh, the term Pua, as the name of the second midwife, Shahisa, Poa Baruch HaKadosh, she used to scream out, uh, basically inspired by a, 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 a divine, a holy uh, spirit. In the future, my mommy's going to give birth to a son who will be the savior of the Jewish people. Okay, that's the end of the Brisa. Says, um, uh, in the, continuing the story of Ayoimer, Listen, when you're giving birth to those uh, Jewish women, and you see uh, on the avnaim, that was the term that was used. So the Gemara wants to know, what's this avnaim? My avnaim, I underline the word avnaim. Well, we have a couple of pshatim. The first is, Amar Avchanan, Simen Gadol Masolahen, that what Pharaoh was telling them was a, a significant um, uh, simen, a sign, uh, how to know when things were like getting hot and heavy, and the baby's about to come out. Amrlan, Pharaoh said to them, when the uh, woman crouched down to about to give birth, their thighs become cold like rocks, which is the lesson of Avnaim. The muscles uh, tense up. Or, Istamar, another understanding is Ketichsev, like the Pasuk says in Jeremiah, that's a description of a, a craftsman. Go down to the craftsman's uh, area, and behold, he is doing his work on the avnaim. Now, what's the avnaim of a craftsman? The traditional craftsman would sit one a thigh on one side, one thigh on the other side, with the sedan, or the sedan, the anvil, the thing he was using to form his creation on, was in the middle. So too, af isha, when she is about to give birth, Yerech Mikan, Yerech Mikan, one thigh on one side, one thigh on the other side, uh, which is basically just like spread her legs. We have Vlad, Be'emtza, and the uh, offspring comes out in the middle. Period. Um, the puzzle confusion says, Im ben So Pharaoh tells these Jewish midwives that if it's a boy, kill it. 
How did Pharaoh tell the midwives to know if it was a baby boy that was going to be uh, born or a baby girl? He basically gave them over a very significant secret. Ben Panavlamata, Bas Panelamala. A son has his facing upwards. A daughter is facing downwards. Now, I think it was a little bit deeper than just upwards and downwards. I don't know if the physical reality now certainly is not like that and and if it ever was like that, but I think it's more the, the 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 concept that a man always has to be looking down. He's the one who is the uh, main provider for the spiritual and physical needs of his family, and that's why he's facing down. And that's the one who had to be destroyed because if Pharaoh wanted to replace the uh, intensity of the Jewish family, he had to put sort of Egypt as the ones who would be in charge. Whereas a boss, the nature of a woman, all else being equal, is Paneha Lemala, sort of looking up towards her husband or towards her community more as a dependent. She might be and actually is the foundation of a rock-solid Jewish home. Actually, it was the women who brought about, as we saw in the uh, eighth, ninth line on this page, who the merit of the redemption in Egypt was from them. But she is more Paneha Lemala, period. So the Pasuk says, the, these two midwives, they feared the Lord and they didn't do as had been said on them. Not to them, but on them. Now, what do you mean on them? Lahen me by should have said to them. Like Pharaoh, what he told them they didn't do. Pharaoh was quite a low life. He actually propositioned them. He wanted to get it on with uh, these two Jewish midwives. Bo. Uh, they uh, did not respond to that proposition. The apostle continues and says instead that what did the midwives do when they went to give birth to Jewish children? They, they caused to live. Now that's interesting. Tana explains the uh, Chazal. It's not enough. They didn't kill these little Jewish babies. They would actually provide the families with water and food. Now, Paro calls him back in and says, hey, what's going on? The uh, Jewish babies aren't being killed. So <coughs> the midwife said to Pharaoh, like uh, these uh, Jewish ladies, they're just not like uh, the Egyptian ladies. Uh, and the the the, the uh, uh, understanding is given because they're like chayas. Chayas are like wild animals. My chayas. So what does that mean, animals? Well, ilema chayas mamish. Now chaya also can be the word that's used for a midwife. So if you want to say that what Miriam and Yochavah were saying to Pharaoh was, listen, the Jewish ladies are like their own midwives. They don't need us. So ilema chayas mamish. Let's say someone's a dentist. He needs another dentist to fill his cavity. He can't fill his own cavity. So to a midwife isn't able to deliver, usually in the same way, her own children. Ella, Amrloi. So it, it, it can't mean that, that they're midwives, because that wouldn't be a good excuse. Rather, this is what they were telling Pharaoh. Umazu. This, this, this uh, soon-to-be Jewish people. Kechayanimshal is actually compared to a wild animal. Yehuda, underline, we're going to go through the different uh, brachas that the uh, Shvatim were given at the end of Sefer Bracious, and a lot of times they're uh, compared to different wild animals. Yehuda is compared to a gorarie, a, long, a young lion. Dan, who I underlined, Yehidan Nachash, is compared to a snake. Naftali, underline Naftali, is an Ayala Shalucha, um, a uh, female hind, some sort of like... Uh, 
uh, wild deer, maybe. Yisachar, I underlined, is a chamor garam. It's a donkey. Yosef, who underlined. Bechor, shore, is an ox. Benyamin, who underlined, is a zev yitarev, a wolf. Dixiv bey, xiv bey. And the shvatim that have comparisons with animals that are written, it's fine. It's like xiv bey. Here's a general uh, description of the whole Jewish people. See if it says, Ma imcha levia ben arayos ravsa. Uh, uh, what is your mother as a lioness uh, between the lions crouching? Period. Uh, it says, and it was as the midwives uh, feared the Lord, and they uh, it was made for them. He made for them houses. What are these houses? Ravu Shmuel, I circled their name. It's referring to houses of... Uh, priesthood and uh, the, the Levi status, which truth is that came from Yochaved, uh, and the other one says, that's referring to royalty. According to the opinion, it says, Kahuna Leviya, who is the Kohen and Levi? Well, Aaron was the Kohen and Moshe was a Levi. Uman Damar, and I squeal on this Man Damar, the one who says it's referring to Bate Malchus uh, David. Uh, well, where do we see that uh, King David was a great, great, great uh, grandson of them, Nami Miriam Kasi. It actually comes from Miriam. Really? Yeah, here's the Pasuk. Dirsi, we have a Pasuk in uh, Divra Yamim, but Thomas Azuva and Azuva. Now, above Azuva wrote in Miriam because it's referring to Miriam. We'll see why she's called Azuva. Vayikach like Kalev S. Ephrat. So Kalev took as a wife Ephrat, and Ephrat is also another description, another. Uh, Named for Miriam, but and uh, she gave birth uh, to uh, for him from him Chor. Uh, here's uh, another pasuk that says uh, back in Shmuel Aleph by David Amela says David ben Ish, and it calls him a Ish Ephrati, and uh, we saw that uh, Miriam was referred to as Ephrat Adkan.